You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up guys, welcome to episode 12 of PlayStation Unchained, PSU.com's one and only podcast. Uh, I'm your host Mike Haraditz, returning once again uh, for the second week in a row. I'm joined again by my partner in crime podcast co-host Ben Schillerbeer Hall, aka Chile. Hello everyone. How's it going Ben? Not too bad, thank you and you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm actually in quite a good mood tonight. Um, Saturday night recording the podcast, I couldn't think of anything better to do. Um, We also have... Dane Smith. How are you doing, Dane? I'm doing good. How are you guys today? I'm peachy, just peachy, man. And finally, after returning after quite um hiatus, because he's been going to the pub and getting pissed every Friday, Richard Archer. How's it going, man? Absolutely fine, sir. All shipshape and Bristol fashion. <laughs> good, good, good. Did you have a good time at the pub last night, Richard? I presume you did go there. A, a superb time. Um, only spoiled <laughs> by having to stagger home. I uh, see Richard. I don't know where you, how close you are to yours, but I'm lit. You can actually see the local pub from my window. You see, that's good and bad. You see, Chili, because <laughs> your pub should be close, but there should be a takeaway in between. Ah, uh, see, there's no takeaways nearby. Oh, well, there's one down oh, the road, so get the old greasy kebab on the way home, eh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, guys, um, we're all good today. I think we shall. Um, I don't think we've got any major announcements, so we shall hop right into the news if that's okay with you lot. Yep. Yep, far away. Yep, far away. Okay, so guys, well, it's been quite an interesting week this week. Um, it probably will be to the end of the year, to be honest, uh, especially with Spike TV coming up. Um, first off, the um, hot off the press. Well, not really, because it was Monday, but Square Enix has officially announced Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix for PlayStation 3. Um, at the moment, there isn't much uh, to talk about. It's coming out on PS3 exclusively uh, next year, and it contains, as we probably already guessed, because they did hint this uh prior to the release of the first one. It contains Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep uh, Final Mix, and HD remastered cinematics from Kingdom Hearts RE COVID. I hope I said that right. Um, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts, but I do really want to get my hands on it, and I couldn't think of a better time to jump into it with the original and this. Um, I reckon that this has been a no-brainer for me. I mean, as, as I said, they did hint about this coming out, so... I'm, I imagine fans are over the moon right now. I know that Carl um, pretty much creamed his pants when he saw this news. <laughs> How about you guys? Yay or nay or nay or what? <laughs> I think the choice of game is very confusing. Why is that? Um, because I would say Dream Dot Distance would fit in there more than Recoded would. Because Dream Dot Distance actually ties in from the end of 2 mm. to 3. Um, what? So what is um and for those of us who don't know actually I'm sure there's listeners out there what is uh, what was recoded released on? Oh, I can't remember now. I because think it was I, mobile I phones. Oh, I was going to say I presume it must have been a, a system of um, limited um, power because otherwise they'd surely just give it a HD remaster. But it was on like... mobile phones and then ported to um, PS no not PSP DS. Right. Okay. Well, let me explain that. I guess the DS game you couldn't really upscale that. It would look pretty bad. So um. Yeah, I mean, Birth by Sleep was the PSP one, am I right? Yep, you're correct. Yeah, so yeah, that would look, I guess that would look okay. It's the same as a PS2 game, essentially. Um, How about Richard and Dane? Anything to say on this at all? You know, surprisingly, I'm not that interested in it. 
and it's an RPG, which is the surprising part for me because I've I never got into the first game, and I never even tried the second game or anything else for it. So probably not going to pick it up unless it's like five dollars. Fair which enough, then, which won't happen for like years. <laughs> okay, uh, Richard, how about you? Anything at all? Yeah, I'm with Dane on that one. Um, it looks interesting, but um, I've got money to spend on other things at the moment, so unfortunately, not yeah, not a priority. All right, fair play, guys. Um, I think we can move on from that. Um, like I said, I would like to check it out if I can, but uh, to be honest, I've, got, I've still got bloody Dreamcast games I haven't played yet. <laughs> but nah, uh, I, I need to finish 1.5. <laughs> Oh, cool. Um, are you enjoying it, Ben? Oh, I love it. Oh, I haven't had time to play it really, but from what I I loved, kill I, I loved Kingdom Hearts from the start. So excellent. I'm okay, looking. Let's hey, move sorry. on to um, uh, uh, PS4 related. Um, this one is quite uh, interesting. I, I wrote this earlier in the week. Uh, the Dark Sorcerer uh, represents the minimum of what PS4 is capable of. Uh, this, of course, the Dark Sorcerer is the tech demo presented by uh, Quantic Dream, who made Heavy Rain um, back at E3 uh, with the old man. As, as you probably remember, guys, the old man demo was shown off at the PS4 reveal in February. But uh, David Cage said, this is basically beyond engine. We were so excited with what we could achieve. Some people were really impressed with the Dark Sorcerer, but this is just the beginning. It's the minimum quantity you can get on the console, meaning PS4. Uh, he goes on to say it was done with a very small team, a very small amount of time and small resources. Now we have a full team and we hope to make something really impressive. Um, this refers to, of course, the in-development PS4 project, which um, presumably, um, I don't know if it will be based off of that tech demo. I mean, these things can evolve in that, but as far as I know, the Dark Sorcerer is just, hey, you know, we've got PS4, this is what we can do with it. But guys, I think we can all agree that the, Qu- uh, Quantic, uh, the Dark Sorcerer looked awesome wouldn't you say oh i agree i was impressed when they showed the fact that it was gameplay as well that was pretty good when yeah yeah, because uh, the extended trailer had more like they generated some more of the orcs and stuff like that yeah and the um i did like the whole serious tone to it at the end with the guy going you know oh give me power or whatever and then it turns into (laughs) like a him, him arguing with a little orc and stuff that was a nice little touch i didn't expect that how about the rest of you guys? Um, you impressed by the Dark Sorcerer? Are you excited for what Quantic Dream is going to do? Uh, I liked it. I thought that was a really impressive demo and everything. But I, I'm just a little concerned. If that's the minimum, how much money is that going to cost for developers to try and pimp that out every single time or try to surpass it and such? Like, are we going to see... Because like, if you remember before with... Uh, Square Enix and their problem with uh, Sleeping Dogs and Tomb Raider and Hitman where like all three games sold millions but were considered commercial busts for them. Like how oh, much yeah. money, <laughs> like how many games do you have to sell to like pay off that level of graphics? I want to yeah. say actually less than now. Now you're thinking, why would it be less? Well... They already make, um, basically the models are already better than what we can do now. That's part of, yeah, they always, you make it and then you downscale to your game. Yeah. Well, they don't have to downscale as much. And with new systems being able to support more advanced lighting, more advanced anti-aliasing, more advanced dynamic stuff, there's chances are that instead of having to pre-program lights, so there has to be a light here, there has to be a light here, there has to be a light here, and so forth, to make it look effective they will now be able to go, there's one light, it's dynamic, and that will cover 
what they would have to program, say they'd have to program five light sources before. They might only have to program one now. So that'll cut a lot of time. So yeah, the, I I don't think the cost of games will go up as much as they did from PS2 to PS3. And I think PS3 to PS4 will have a bit of an increase at launch. But once launch is over and they start to stabilise everything, I think it'll actually go down. Wow, that was... um. That was a very good point. I wish I could actually add more to that, but I'm not as technically minded as Ben. <laughs> I'm glad you're staying, Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, that's only from what I know. I don't know everything. Because... No, that, that was very interesting, man. Thanks for the um, uh, talk on that. Um, Richard, anything to add at all about Quantic Dream and the Dark Sorcerer? Yeah, I think the major problem that they've got to um, get over is the mixed reviews that Beyond Two Souls generated, which looked graphically fantastic but seem to, you know, would be like gaming Marmites to some people. Yes, um, yes, very I good mean, point. It's, it's a brilliant game. I've just completed it. I, I really oh, enjoyed wow. it. But some people are going to be thinking when they see, you know, the Dark Sorcerer, oh, is it going to be like, you know, Beyond again? Are we getting anything new? They've got to, they've got to get through that barrier as well. Um, and, you know, I hope they do because it looks absolutely bloody fantastic. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Here's here's something I'd like to talk about going on with what you said, Richard, is um, the because uh, Beyond Two Souls it has all these mixed reviews, but how is it that that game could be so mixed, but Heavy Rain is so beloved by so much more people, or even a game like Telltale's The Walking Dead, which got like forty plus Game of the Year nominations or something on their box cover. Uh, it was essentially the same type of point-and-click adventure, like all three of them. Why do you think that one is so loved one and one is so mixed when they're essentially the same type of game? That's a good question, that is. That's to Richard, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Can yeah, I, I'm, putting it, I'm putting it to Richard first, but can, really anyone can chime in on it. Well, my, my opinion is, first of all, is The Walking Dead builds on a massively already multi-million selling franchise a game that's as good as the comics and the TV series, to me, was a no-brainer. It was going to do well. Okay, there was that rubbishy first-person shooter one, which everyone seems to forget about. But the point-and-click Walking Dead, you know, they did that absolutely brilliantly. And I don't think the graphics on it are that fantastic. There's a scratchy look to them that's, you know, you might think when you first see it, it's not that good. But, you know, Walking Dead sells millions you know, it was, an, it was a no-brainer. Problem with would be on two souls is that and when you compare it to Heavy Rain, there's less action. I think less going on, um, and there's certainly parts during Heavy. Ra- I mean, sorry, beyond when I just thought, what the hell am I doing here, doing this pointless task for nothing? Whereas Walking Dead is just bang action, exposition, and moving the game on really fast, um, and you know, more in a Heavy Rain sort of style. That's very, um, very interesting points of view there. I, I haven't pl- played Beyond, so I can't comment, but I know that I'm just going to say in a game like Heavy Rain and Beyond or whatever, which relies on narrative a lot, I'm guessing it's for quality. I guess all I can guess is, like I said, I haven't played it. I don't know, but I'm guessing it's to do with the quality of the script as well and the acting. Those, 
but a lot of those games because they're not so heavy on the gameplay thing as such you know a lot of the point and click style stuff it relies on its narrative to draw you in and i'm guessing if that's not as strong which a lot of reviews a lot of the negative stuff i've seen about beyond is about the story and the quality of the writing and that's what brought it down for those people so i'm guessing it all relies on that and obviously richard found that to be great and so did steven so it's you know Whatever you like, it's just at the end of the day, it's all, subject, all subjective, isn't it? I guess it just depends on what people like. Um, that's all I can say on that, really. Um, I uh, we should probably actually move on to the next story now, but um, is that cool, guys? Are you all happy with that? Yeah, 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 cool. All right, well, that's um, that closed that book for now. Um, but guys, if you want to comment on that, send us an email podcast at psu.com and let us know what you think on that uh, topic uh, about Beyond and Walking Dead. Um, next, guys, um, this was actually written by Richard. Uh, Four PS4 titles announced by Sony Santa Monica. Uh, Nathan Gray, creative director at Sony Santa Monica, has, to, has today taken to the PlayStation blog to announce details of four upcoming PlayStation 4 titles. Music to my ears, Santa Monica, amazing developer, guys, God of War, as you all know. Uh, the titles destined for PS4 are as follows. The trance-inducing flower, the musical platform of sound shapes, the surreal puzzle of flow, and survival game Escape Plan. Uh, Flower and Sound Shapes will be will be released on November 15th, whereas Flow and Escape Plan, which have had their controls reworked for the DualShock 4, are due out on November 29th. So that's, um, I understand, those are some pretty big titles there um, in the kind of, art, uh, well, for lack of a better term, the artsy kind of um, category, but very well received. Um, I'm not sure. Great... Sorry, what? carry on. I was just going to say, this, must, this is great news though, guys, right? All I'm going to say is, I'm not sure if it's in the article, but... If you've bought the game, you'll be able to download the PS4 version for free. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I, I should have carried on. It said so Gary had some more great news to share, and that those are all cross-buy games, so you per- so you can purchase them once and download them on any system. Yeah, that go, includes yeah. the Vita versions. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, pair and PS4 and Vita Nox to charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was ri- uh, done by Richard, who is with us now, obviously. Uh, what do you reckon, guys? That's great news, isn't it? More more classic games coming to the PS4. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to try flower on in full HD. I loved it on the PS3. Yeah, and it also give people a chance, like me, who haven't played uh, some of those games, to actually um, experience them on the uh, PS4, so that'd be good. Uh, Dane, uh, Richard, just quickly with this, um, have you played any of these games? Are you excited, or doesn't it really mean much to you? It doesn't really mean much to me. I think I tried Flower, I think it is, or uh-huh. Flow, or one of them, and I just stopped in five minutes, because I was completely bored. Okay, uh, that's simple enough. Uh, Richard? Um, they're all great, except Flower, which is a big pile of absolute numbing, mind-rotting terribleness. I'm sorry. I know lots of people love it, but Ooh. it's just absolutely We've got a badass over here. boring game I've ever played. <laughs> sorry, was it's that Flower or Flow? Flower. Oh, flower it, it, okay. it should be called Coma. <laughs> well, maybe okay. they'll come out with another game called Coma just for you, Richard. <laughs> okay, well, you're ready first, guys. If you are suffering from insomnia, then just go and play Flower. Um, <laughs> recommended as recommended by our very own Richard Archer. Stab on the proof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, on to the next story now, guys. Um, the Last of Us PS4 um, ruled out by Naughty Dog. Uh, the developer behind The Last of Us has confirmed it has no plans to bring the critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed action horror title to PS4. Uh, the Last of Us, of course, was released back in June on PS3 to. Um, um, great reviews, including uh, PSU.com. Uh, off the top of my head, I think we gave it a 9.5. Uh, Stephen reviewed that. Uh, Stephen Williamson, our PSU overlord. Um, Rumours have been gathering pace in recent months that the game is destined for Sony's next generation powerhouse, although Naughty Dog's comments have seemingly shut the door on that possibility. Uh, this was in the comments section of the 
uh, European PlayStation blog, uh, the studio said, we have no plans to do that. That's an exact quote. So um, whether or not um, they may change their mind later down the line, I personally, I haven't played through The Last of Us more than once. So just simply because um, I've got other games to play, but I absolutely loved it. I would play this game on PS4. I can honestly say that I would. Uh, I would love to get it on PS4 simply because, you know, having some of my favorite games on PS4 would be great because I wouldn't have to worry about getting the PS3 out to do it, to play them so it would save me space. And I just, I think that game would look great. It was an amazing looking game as it is. I just think it'd be cool. Maybe some extra bonuses would be nice. Uh, maybe by that time, some of the DLC would be out so they can um, combine everything for an all-in-one package. Um, uh, what, do you reckon, what do you think, guys, on that? Would you buy it on PS4? Are you not bothered about it? Have you not played it at all, maybe? I've bought it, but I still haven't finished it yet. I don't know why I haven't played it much. Cool, cool. Fair enough. Um, Richard and Dane, what about you? I, I'd buy it on whichever system's cheapest. Okay. I, I haven't even bought it yet because I know the DLC is coming out, so there's going to be a Game of the Year edition, so it's just a waste of money to buy it now. So it might actually be cheaper to get it on a PS4 in the yeah. future. Yeah, I, um, I can understand the point. Uh, lastly, Richard, uh, what do you think on that story, mate? Um, I am sort of disappointed because I think it would have been nice to see it on a next-gen system, uh, but at the same time, I'd just rather they get on with Uncharted 4 for PS4. Yeah, yeah, between, yeah, yeah, too, um, I should clarify, between that and getting something completely new, I'd rather have something completely new, but if I could do both, because I imagine, I mean, I'm not, I don't know much about game development, obviously, I can't comment first-hand on that, but I imagine that porting a game uh, to PS4 wouldn't be too take up too many resources, and they'd probably be able to find a small uh, team to go off and do that while the others work on the main next title. So if they could do both, that would be great. But mind if I go on for a bit? <laughs> I'll just um, say it should be quite easy to yeah. port over, really, to be honest, because it's mostly a PC. Yeah, I can never say that damn word. Architect of the PS4, um, so it shouldn't be too hard to port over, especially as the assets should be good enough for the PS4 anyway. So yeah, I, I don't see how much effort it would take them to do. Well, fingers crossed. You never know, guys. It's only October. It came out in June. We never know. This time, um, early next year, we never know. Um, a lot of these things do happen. They do get ported over at some point. You know, a new console comes out. Something comes out at the end of a previous console, and it makes a transition to the next console. It's happened before. Um, Okay, speaking of um, PS4, keeping in track with Next Gen, um, I quote, it's make or break for Xbox One and PS4, says System 3. Uh, this was part of an exclusive interview with um, Mark Kale, the CEO of System 3, uh, with PSU.com, Stephen Williamson. Um, uh, System 3 CEO Mark Kale believes that the, seven, the long seven-year gap between the launch of the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and the arrival of Next Gen systems has affected the market dramatically. Um, quite a lot of quotes here, so I'll just carry on, I'll read. The delay was making the delay was making the PS3 feel very old, and it was restricting the market size to the point where a lot of people were walking away from console gaming or even just to go play on a smartphone. He told PSU in an exclusive telephone interview. Uh, guys, I recommend you listening to that if you can. It's a great interview. Uh, he goes on to say, "This is the most important console launch for both companies in the history of video games. It's make or break. We've seen what happened with the Wii U. How did how that didn't work." So for us, we're very excited as it seems everyone is talking about PS4 and what it can do. Everyone seems to want one. It's probably going to be the most significant console launch in history. That's very, very big words to say, very bold words. Um, but I think we can agree that this is a very significant period for Sony um, and the games industry in general. I, um, there's, um, there's definitely an excitement around PS4. I think that wasn't there with PS3. I know a lot of people said how it's, they've gone back to being... I think I've used, heard the terms old school going around a lot, where their the kind of philosophy with games development is harking back to the days of the PS1 and PS2, and 
I think there's there's definitely a, there's definitely a buzz around these consoles, but also, also as he says, as Kale says, with the Wii U and how it didn't work out, you've got to know, you know, it's a crucial time, it's crucial a launch period, and you need to know exactly what you're doing or it could fall flat on its face. And what with um, you know, smartphones are becoming a very big emerging market, and um, they're very, getting very uh, the whole place is getting very competitive now, and people are unwilling to spend a lot of money on another console, so it's got to go smoothly obviously for sony but i think it's doing i think they did i think they've done very well so far i'm very excited um what do you guys reckon do you think it's um, a crucial period do you think um there's any danger for sony and microsoft what do you reckon i think this is probably going to be the last generation for both companies together i think uh-huh. i mean i know it's like really early the systems aren't out yet but I think I was talking to Ernest a lot with this a lot, U.S. editor Ernest Lin, and mm-hmm. really the the PlayStation and the Xbox are essentially the same thing. It's you choose what genre you like better. Do you like RPGs better? Then you're gonna buy the PlayStation because all the RPGs are on the PlayStation. If you like first-person shooters better, then you're gonna buy the Xbox because the online network is set up better, at least during the 360 era. Uh, So I think this generation, one of those two are going to go away and it's just going to be the winner and Nintendo. Because people might think Nintendo is sucking at the moment, but all of their good stuff are first party or exclusive. So like Pokemon just came out like what four million sales two million sales like millions in like a week Pokemon for Pokemon and like they sold like a hundred thousand D uh, 3DSs or like 80 like a lot of 3DSs just because of Pokemon so yeah, all of their stuff is first party whereas uh, Sony and Microsoft a lot of their stuff is third party which is multi-platform I don't know Sony has quite a bit of first party support they have a little but I mean well, not, not to the extent of not Nintendo. to extent well they have more than Nintendo in a way but they don't sell as much well, that's what I mean. Like, they don't have, like, big guns compared to Nintendo. Yeah, I was, yeah. well, no, okay. I mean, you can't pair Mario and Zelda to, I suppose, um, The Last of Us, and, not The Last of Us, um, Uncharted and um, God of War. I mean, those are massive games, God of War and Uncharted. But, you know, Mario, you know, in terms of sales, in terms of sales I think Mario covers carries a lot more clout so if that's uh, if you're going if that's what you mean then i agree with that definitely but there's definitely some great first party support Sony has um uh, richard what do you think i honestly don't know i mean i think i'm i'm very dane somebody's gonna win aren't they you know in 12 yeah. months time you know two years time one of them's yeah. definitely going to drop away i mean let's hope it's uh the xbox um <laughs> And the PlayStation and Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo is so correct what Dane says. They've got so many multi-million franchises. Um, yeah. You know, I'm surprised to see them not really out there. You know, but uh, their time will come definitely. Yeah, it's um, either way. It's um, very. It's a very interesting period. Though this this generation is going to be great, and they're definitely one thing's for sure. They're definitely going to be. These consoles are going to be around for a long time. I mean, PS3, it's um, seven years, and it's still going to be around for a couple more years, I think. I can't remember what company um, said it, but they, they're going to be not going to be stopping making games for PS3 and Xbox 360 until 2015, I think. So, we're, we're, uh, and, and that's just this, gener- um, this current generation. So the next gen with PS4, they're, oh, they're going to be around. We're going to be talking about these for a decade, I reckon. Well, so. look at Square. They're making Kingdom Hearts 2.5 for PS3. That's not going to launch till next year, so I'm going to guess like winter next year. So that's pretty yeah. much 2015. 
Yeah, so yeah, like I said, so uh, yeah, that's with this. Um, that's a PS3, so a PS4, and that'll be along for a long, around for a long time anyway, regardless of what happens. Um, uh, let's enjoy it, I'd say. Um, speaking of PS3, um, it's actually managed to outsell the Xbox 360 in the US for the first time in 32 months. Wow. Um, the NPD has revealed that PlayStation PS managed to outsell Xbox 360 in the US for the first time since January 2011. That doesn't see to me. That seems to have gone really quickly that time, but that was you know. Over uh, that's a long time over over two years. So um, yeah, that's uh, I just can't believe it. Wow, um, the 360 has had that winning streak all that time. I mean, I usually report on the MPD figures, and it's just like oh, another month, another 360 win. But um, there we go. Uh, apparently, PS3 sales um, at retail were boosted by the um, GTA 5 bundle, which isn't a surprise to be honest. That game's selling like hotcakes. There's no actual numbers. In terms of um, how many consoles PS3 or indeed 360 did shift, but PS3 beat Microsoft, um, and in turn Sony was beaten by Nintendo with a 3DS. But that's not much of a surprise. Um, but I don't, there's not really much more to say. But congratulations, Sony! It's nice, finally, nice to see that they have actually managed to beat the 360, even if it's just for a month. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think if I'm rightly, it's about 60,000 difference. Oh, I saw it in an article earlier today. All right, well that's good. Cool. They don't usually review the um, numbers on that kind of stuff. Um, excellent. Um, okay, um, um, we're just wrapping up now, guys. Um, we'll move on to our topic of the week and stuff. This is from another interview with PSU.com, courtesy of Stephen Williamson. Now, we have a lot of interviews on the site this week, guys, so please um, do um, <coughs> have a butchers and see what you think. This is from um, the CEO of Grip Games. Um, he's basically said that um, PS4, oh, I love this quote, is light years ahead of anything else we have seen in the console industry. Um I'm going to attempt to um, butcher someone's name now. Jacob Mikaiska, uh, I think I said that right. If I, didn't, I apologize. Um, he says, quote, we are not the kind of studio that pushes the hardware to its limits. We are one of those artsy guys, he says in the comments. So our mindset remains more or less the same. Just like our roadmap, we are looking forward to the next generation as a catalyst for further growth. Nothing more and nothing less. I can already reveal that our next, ge- our next game will also be PS4 bound and probably Xbox One as well. PS4 is an impressive machine, and it is right. And it is right to look forward to it. On a hardware and development software level, it is light years ahead of anything we have seen in the industry. Uh, this is just another in a long line of praise for Sony's new console, uh, guys. A lot of people have been saying how it's so much easier to develop for than PS3. It's you know light years ahead of anything. Just like he says, you know the graphics are amazing. It's a, it's a developer's dream, and that makes sense simply because the. Um, uh, Sony have been listening to, developer, to developers in terms of, you know, what do you want from this console? How can we make it easy for you? So, great. I mean, uh, from the sounds of it, we're going to have brilliant games right out the door. And uh, who knows what they're going to be able to do in a year, 18 months down the line. Am I right? Yeah, I would so, go with that. I think like a year after release is going to be when all the good stuff comes out. Yeah. So, because then cause, uh, they'll get through, uh crap, I forget how I was going to say it. But, uh their shakedown cruise, that's the, the phrase. Their shakedown cruise is going to be gone. They're going to get all the technical bugs worked out of the system. And then we're going to see all the good AAA games in like the end of yeah. the first year is what yeah. I would expect. Yeah, and, a great, um, P- and we've already seen from early games like Killzone how great the, how great the console looks and everything. How, well, how they're squeezing. They're managing to do so much with the visuals just from day one. I mean, it's, like I said, it's... Um, Sony have listened to developers and published. They want to know what they wanted, you know, how to make it easier for them to develop. And they've listened to them, and that, that shows in the hardware and the results. So that's great. Um, anything, uh, Ben and Richard, anything you want to add to that? Not really, to be honest. 
I, I was just going to say, I think what, what excites me is mm-hmm. it's, it's major developers and indie developers praising the PS4, which yes, is good to good see. Point. There's such a, a wide mix of, of companies who do tiny games, who do AAA titles, all saying the PS4 is fantastic. So it's, it's really promising. Yeah, I agree, guys. I, I agree. Um, and lastly, um, we'd sort of tag this on at the end rather than discussing it quickly. Um, Michael Fassbender has revealed that the Assassin's Creed movie is on track, and it's going to be uh, previously reported it's coming out in 2015. Um, he says uh, in an interview with Daily Beast, that's definitely happening. We're just developing a script at the moment. Um, he hasn't actually played the video game. Uh, he says he doesn't have a video <laughs> game player, uh, which is an interesting way of saying it. But um, he uh, basically says the story sounds interesting and he, he was keen to get into it. So I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. As long as they don't bugger it up, I'm in- excited to see what they do with the film. Uh, just quickly on that, guys, any thoughts? It's going to suck. It's going to be horrible. Oh, it's going to be horrible. It's an American It's an American making it, right? Or British? Or it's got to be... Come on, British man. Japanese. Non-Japanese uh, game to movie maker is going to suck. Like, right away. Oh, I don't well, care the if I'm biased. Is here. <laughs> I don't know, I would like to see a Japanese anime version of Assassin's Creed movie. That'd be awesome. Okay, well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't, but, you know, um, I won't get my hopes up too much. Um, okay, well, that's the news, guys. Um, now we're going to move on to our topics, our topics of the week. Um, this one is not very um, positive, but it's something that needs to be discussed. Delays. This week we've seen Watch Dogs delayed until spring 2014 and Drive Club, which was a PS4 launch title, pushed back till early next year. Um, not exactly the news you want to hear with less than a month to go until the PS4 launches in North America. Obviously, Watch Dogs was also a release, uh, uh, a launch date title, but this, is, this covers all formats, not just PS4. So that's pretty sucky, isn't it, guys? I, mean, I don't know about you, but I was looking forward to Watch Dogs. And, um, Drive, I mean, I'm not a big racing fan, but Drive Club did look cool. But Watch Dogs especially, I'm quite gutted about that. Um, what are your thoughts on that, guys? I'll go last because I, I, I'll try and put a positive spin on this. Okay, well, Dane will wrap you up. Okay. Um, to be honest, I'm, I don't really care. I wasn't going to buy the game <laughs> on the day one anyways. I know I'm like a broken record with it, uh, with my positivity today. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to buy it the first day, so it's pushed back. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm actually more excited to see indie games come out the next few months than anything else. Okay, well, that's, um, that's fair enough. That's a nice, easy, concise answer, Dane. So that's cool. Um, Richard, what about you, mate? Oh, I'm pissed off because I bloody ordered Watch Dogs and um, I then got into an argument with um, Asda, which is where I'm buying mine, who didn't <laughs> believe that Watch Dogs had been cancelled. Um, <laughs> I hope you were like, um, I work for a PlayStation. Yeah, I, I, sent, I, sent, I, sent them, I sent them your news article, Mike. I get information directly from the chili. I know. <laughs> and then suddenly they, they, they've turned around and said, oh, yes, we are, sorry, um, and I'm still in negotiations with them as to what we can replace it with. You should I get a free annoyed. PS4, like Carl yeah, did. Yeah, I am annoyed because <laughs> I think it looked a bloody good game. Oh. Um, and uh, Ubisoft were kind enough to um, use my quote for their trailer as well, which um, so I feel I have a very in- intimate relationship with Watch Dogs. <laughs> um, uh, okay, positive spin time. Yeah, sorry, Ooh, okay, okay. Well, ish. I can't read really positive about Watch Dogs, sadly. I guess, to be honest, there is a lot of clues on the fact that Watchdog was being delayed. A lot of breadcrumb clues that have been going around for a while now. No Expo has had it playable yet, or at least in some sort of demo form. 
Oh, that is true. A lot of PS4 trophies leaked months ago. Yeah, Watch Dogs and Drive Club were the only ones that didn't leak. Um, Drive Club kept disappearing from certain events where it was supposed to be playable but then suddenly wasn't playable. Or uh-huh. in the case of Eurogamer, the developers were going to have a developer session uh-huh. and a few hours, only the day before, they cancelled that. And then all the trailers that are supposed to be out for Drive Club that they announced on Twitter saying, oh, we've got a new trailer coming out. And then suddenly that trailer then disappearing. Uh-huh. But that's a, that's a good point, actually. Now that I think about it, very observant. Um, Watch Dogs. I can understand why they want to delay it because Assassin's Creed Four is out the same month, and it's the same. Both. I know they're not. No, one's pirates and ones. Yeah, it's open world, open world action adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they might not want to compete with themselves. So I guess it makes sense to push Watch Dogs. Yeah. Plus, it's a new IP as well. Very yeah. hard to launch that in the competitive season. I'll yeah. put a different spin on it, a more positive spin in a different way for you, Chili. I'm happy that they are choosing to delay it because that entire game is essentially online. Everything you do is like you can have other people hack into your game. Like they showed at, what was it, E3? They showed that stuff with like the mobile phone that you can like play just someone else's game. Yeah, that's completely optional. That's optional it's, 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 still, it's still optional, but because of all of that like who knows what kind of technical difficulties that are going to arise out of it so i think maybe i'm just supposition they'd rather delay it for six months and have all of those problems worked out on day one than deal with what gta 5 has been having with their online crap storm that's a fair point yeah yeah that was a good point yeah, and I, with... I don't know how the um, single player. I don't know okay. what single player is in. I mean, to me, it seems to be coming along nicely, but there could be something else going on in that, in that as well. They may need to fine tune it. They've also changed some of their staff recently as well for Watch Dogs. All right. Um, but when it, now I've had it, yeah, this, the Watch Dogs for now Drive Club, they yeah. were aiming to change it so it runs at sixty frames per second. That was oh, their target. Yes, yeah. Um. So if they think maybe the delay will be enough for them to reach their target, then I say go for it. Yeah, was anyone... Um, I don't know if we kind of covered both there, but um, was anyone looking forward to a drive club at all? I, like I said, I wasn't... I'm not a big ranking guy, but it, it did look pretty cool. But um, I'm, I'm not really... Out of the two, I'm definitely more disappointed about Watch Dogs. What about drive club, uh, Dane, Richard? I, I actually was a bit excited for drive club because, one, it's free because of PlayStation Plus, but also because I got to play it at the TGS and Uh that was really fun I'm not a racing fan hardly at all but that was actually fun and it was actually cool the whole uh, the competition how they're trying to push competition between friends and other people in other ways than just oh you won the race in the fastest amount of time yeah cool Um, Richard how about you mate before we quickly move um, the last time I actually drove a car in real life I wrapped it around a telegraph pole so um, I'm not (laughs) skills I I don't drive I don't like driving games Um, I'm no good at them Um, I have flashbacks to the 80s Um, so (laughs) no no driving for me well I wouldn't feel bad because I can't even fucking drive so there we go (laughs) yeah I can't drive either so don't worry Oh, thank God, I'm glad someone else in the late 20s around you can't drive. I thought I was the only one. I'm not being sarcastic, seriously. I was beginning <laughs> to feel like the only one who can't drive. It's like, over here, it's like saying you don't breathe air or some shit. I don't know, it's just crazy, but there we go. Uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, okay, guys, well, that's our topic of the week there. 
um, delays. How do you feel about the, uh, the, the delays, guys? Are you pissed off about it or don't you care? Perhaps you're apathetic towards it. But either way, let us know at podcast.psu.com. Um, okay. Let's move on to now the closing half of our podcast, guys. PSU.com's one and only podcast, PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host, Mark Harridance. Um, We're going to get on with a review now that we actually missed last week. We, uh, uh, this week, we didn't actually have any reviews to go up. It's a, a relatively quiet period, um, kind of calm before the storm, I guess. But um, Dane Smith actually did have a Dead or Alive Ultimate review go up a few weeks ago, which um, somehow or another we missed. We apologize for that, Dane. Um, he gave the game uh, an 8 out of 10, uh, as a summary, said a high-quality repackage that gives series newcomers the best bang for their butt while remaining lots of fun for competitive and casual gamers alike. Still, the Ultimate Edition perks aren't incentive for current Dead or Alive 5 owners. Uh, his three like points, the plus points, were beautiful graphics, uh, unafraid of controversy, we can probably guess what that means, uh, the diver- uh, diverse character roster, uh, and the new songs destined to be fan-favorite classics. However, he disliked, this is his three points, uh, no online compatibility with Dead or Alive 5 and 5+. Plus. Wow, I'm actually surprised about that. Um, the fact that it feels more like an update than a standalone game. And finally, he disliked the fact that the tag team controls the evolve from Dead or Alive 5. Um, Dane, do you uh, want to say a few words about that game, or has that pretty much covered it? I pretty much covered it. Uh, I, was, I was the most disappointed with the fact that it's not compatible with the other games. Yes, that's that I made sure I contacted Chin to double-check, and he gave me a... A spreadsheet of what plays with what and so I was like really is this why I can't play anyone online because I had I play I put it on online and I click quick match and one time I waited like 20 minutes before someone popped up because everyone has DOA 5 yeah so uh, sadly but it, like like I said it's good for anyone who's not played the series at all or if yeah. you don't have DOA 5 then it's perfect uh, it's really good and but if you already have DOA five, then you're just paying for a couple extra characters, really, like full full game price for a couple extra characters. Mm. So, right, that's kind of off. Yeah, well, newcomers, that's great, but like you said, not worth it for people who've got it. Um, okay, right. Speaking of games, guys, we're getting to a segment now where we talk about what we uh, it's been eating up our time. Um, if it's all right with you guys, I'll go first because I'll be the quickest. Um. It's um, kind of rinse, wash, and repeat for me. I'm still going through Mass Effect 2. I'm just about to enter the suicide mission, um, the actual mission itself. <clears throat> so I'm trying to wrap that up. Um, I've spent nearly 40 hours on the game, really enjoying it. I'm romancing Garrus for the first time because I'm a female shepherd, and that's funny because Garrus is just awesome. The last time I spoke to him, he's researching on how to um, have sexual intercourse with a human because obviously he's a Turian, so that's quite amusing. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that guy. Um, I've also been playing GTA by uh, Liberty City Stories. So I'm actually, I've got to be right here. I'm actually on the final mission now. I'm actually just, re- no, sorry, the one before the last mission. So I'm coming to the end of that. Believe it or not, I'm only halfway through the game. But because it, in terms of the story, it's done. But because with GTA, there's like 50% I haven't done is the um, collectibles and the stunts and everything. Else. So I'll probably tidy up that. But if I'm on, I've really enjoyed this game along with Vice City. But I really want to get my teeth into GTA 4 because I haven't even played that yet. I've seen 5 being played, so at least I've got some experience. But I want to tuck into 4, GTA 4, and I really want to start... I really want to do a bit more Soul Sacrifice and... Uh, this is on the Vita, and um, Assassin's Creed Liberation, because I put that on hold for too long, and I've got a couple of other new games I want to go through. So that's pretty much it for me. But yeah, I, uh, Mass Effect has really been fun with a female ship, and I, if anyone has played... Uh, has 
I've got the game and they haven't played as the opposite, the, uh, another gender yet, just they've st- played as a male or female. Try the other gender out because it really does make it good. Worth it. Um, okay, um, who wants to go next, guys? I'll go last because I got a huge update. So. Oh, okay, uh, Ben, <laughs> do you want to go next? Well, my update's pretty much the same as the update I have every week and every month. Well, actually, I finished Pokemon. Great. I finished that. I got the Elite Four done, ch- done the champion, got my Mewtwo and so forth. Uh-huh. So now I'm just going around trying to work out a trolling team for online. Cool. Um, and Fantasy XIV. That, that's that's pretty much it. You're still enjoying it, mate, yeah? Yeah. Bit frustrated with the fire mom right now, but uh-huh. I'm slowly getting there. Once cool, I can find people that don't suck, <laughs> it's taken a while. Right. But yeah, that's about it, really. To be honest, well, that's good, man. It's, it's, I'm glad to hear. Um, I always like it when people stick it one game and enjoy playing one game over a long period of time. It's um, I remember doing that with longer games like mm-hmm. Oblivion and stuff. It's um, when you get lost in that, immersed in that world and can't stop playing it. It's great, man. So I'm, I'm pleased. Well, they've given more details for the next patch, which will be in November, and I can't wait for it. Great. They're adding two extreme fights, a new hard mode, Crystal Tower, uh-huh. and Lightning from Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I remember the, uh, reading a story about that. Yeah. Yeah, the fourteenth cool. of November that will go live. The, the Lightning fight. Fourteenth of November. Cool. You, well, remember that, guys. Fourteenth of November for everyone who's got uh, Final Fantasy um, online there. Cool. Um, thanks for that, Ben. Um, Rich, uh, Dane's last. So, Richard, what have you been playing, if anything, lately? Well, I've got a little little story. Um, last time I was on the cast, I um, mocked GTA Online, saying if, if there was GTA Online France, I wouldn't buy it. Um, <laughs> to which point, two people emailed me and said, there is actually a game very similar to GTA that's set in France um, called <laughs> the, Sab- the Saboteur, set at the time of the Second World War in Paris. And it, oh, is, yes. it is GTA in Paris, in the war, and I've got to say, thanks for their recommendation, I wish I could remember who said it, I've picked it up and I've been playing it, it's from 2009, that's how up to date I am, um, and it's, <laughs> oh, it, is, worry, it, is, it is really, really good open world, um, set during the Second World War, I would really recommend it, I bet you could pick it up dirt cheap. Um, but Just heads up, you won't be able to get the platinum anymore. Oh, chilly, chilly. I don't, I don't do trophies, mate. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a trophy man. Um, oh no, but I'm just thinking for anyone who else does yeah, pick no, it up, that does like. No, dis- no disrespect. I, I kid to you trophies. not. The moment you said 2009, I went straight to the trophy side to figure out if it had trophies. <laughs> nice one, nice one. But oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, just to just to get me back on the credibility scale, I have just finished Beyond Two Souls. Um, awesome. And as I say, we were talking about it earlier, so I won't go on about it too much. But it's a great game, great storytelling, great graphics, um, very good game, would recommend it. I am um, Richard, um, just quickly, I loved Heavy Rain to bits, I take it, do you reckon I would definitely like this, it's, um, you know, the same kind of gameplay and sort of, you know, that kind of Quantic Dream stamp, do you reckon I should definitely get this game? Yeah, what they've done, Mike, is, yeah. if you remember in Heavy Rain, you've got to do, say, two or three actions to do a simple sort of action on screen. Yes. Um, they've simplified the controls, so you just do one button push to make things happen. Oh, um, good, good. It's, it's good. a lot smoother, the gameplay is. I mean, the, the graphics are just fantastic. There are some very, very odd bits where you will think, what on earth am I doing? I don't want to put any spoilers, but if you enjoyed Heavy Rain... Give it a go, I would certainly say. 
Great, man. And on, on that last note about you were talking about 2009, well, don't worry, because I it's kind of a long-running joke here, but I seem to play games that are about 20 years <laughs> twenty years old, so, <laughs> like with my snares and everything. And like I said, Liberty City Stories, I mean, that was 2005, so I'm right there with you with the um, hey. <laughs> playing games that are old. I'm in the old club. <laughs> in fact, I'll probably be going back on my Dreamcast to play Shinmu at some point, so... <laughs> and my game... And my GameCube as well, of course, once I get the wire. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Richard. That's um, that was cool to hear about that man. Um, um so uh, that just leaves Dane. Uh, Dane, do you want to carry on, mate? What games you've been playing? Uh sure. So lots, lots and lots. Okay. So I bought a 3DS XL like a couple weeks ago. So I've been uh-huh. playing Shin Megami Tensei Four. Actually, Project. Dane, um, if you could just hold it. Sorry, uh, this is actually a first for the podcast. I actually need to vacate the podcast really quickly and nip downstairs so i'm handing things ben you are now officially the host for the next maybe 20 seconds so dane, you carry on <laughs> and tell us what you've been playing i will be right back carry on dane oh i thank you sir uh got uh shimigami tensei 4 project cross zone pokemon pearl and a phoenix Wright game so i'm a bit of a trader this past week and a half playing lots of nintendo games and also kicking it as old school as you can get my super famicom arrived oh. in the mail today that i i mailed home from japan and so i've been unpacking today and yesterday so at some point i'm going to be playing lots of dragon quest and lots of final fantasy and breath of fire in japanese and have no sweet clue what i'm doing just walk around and ask people random stuff and be like, what am I saying? I don't know. What is this? And just beat the game and try to remember everything from the English versions. Bad so, your juice has been relieved. I'm back. Uh, uh, and, oh yeah, and I've also been playing uh, Resonance of Fate, which is like a really obscure Sega RPG from 2009 on the PS3. Yes, which, 2009, you joined Richard in the online yeah. club. <laughs> which, interestingly enough, is I started playing that, and then, uh, for those who don't know what Project Crossover is on the 3DS, it's like a giant crossover game between Namco, Bandai, Sega, Capcom, and like other companies. And so I'm playing Residents of Fate, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I boot up Cross Zone, and suddenly the characters from Residents of Fate just pop up on the screen i'm like wow <laughs> this is so random <laughs> there's like everyone's in it like because the i got the limited edition with like an art book and so i thought oh there's there's not that many people in here just like all the big names you know resident uh-huh. evil mega man dot hack but resident then it's evil. What, what, what characters Jill and Chris are in the game. Uh, right. Correct. Sorry, uh, I, have to ask. <laughs> I, I have a feeling Wesker's in it because it's weird because the, the, the art book has like all the characters and how the game plays is you're like paired up. So everyone yeah. comes as like a pair. So it's like Mega Man and Zero, Jill and Chris uh, and so on and so on. Uh, but not everyone in the game is in the art book. So I'm thinking, oh, so who's Jill and Chris villain is going to show up in the game if they show up? So I'm, I'm expecting Wesker to show up at some point, or Tyrant. Maybe Wesker and Nemesis. <laughs> or Nemesis. Someone's yeah, I was going to say Nemesis. Because right? I was like, uh, I just got to the stage with the Dot .hack uh, characters show up, and then the, the bad guy from Dot .hack, you have to 
fight against. So I'm like, okay, where's my Resident Evil showdown? <laughs> Long time no see, Chris. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be interesting to see Mega Man fight Wesker, though. That'd be weird. Am, am I the only one who didn't, doesn't actually like the new Wesker voice? I prefer the original Resident Evil 1 Wesker Oh, no. I'll, I'll, we should, like, so just for the record here, me and Dane are going to, or um, any other people who want to, are going to have a Resident Evil podcast at some point. You heard it here. We are definitely going to. And Dane, I will. I can go into that a great detail on that podcast. I would love to. But let me just say you're preaching to the choir there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Carry on. Oh no, I'm done. That's uh, that's about it. Is what I'm playing. Uh, and at some point, I will break down and play Final Fantasy X two, uh, thirteen two. No, so nice. I'm wanting to play it, but I got spoiled in Korea when I had a huge, like HD TV that I played thirteen on. But oh. my TV here at home is like a giant tube TV, so I'm thinking. Do I want to play 13-2 on, like, a crappier TV? I've been waiting, but I'm going to break down and actually play it and have my eyes just get <laughs> burnt out of my skull because of how bad the color <laughs> is. Oh, I remember trying to play 13 because I had the standard television when 13 came out and I couldn't even play it. Text was so small, I had to go up to the TV so close, I might as well just... I don't know, I just couldn't see anything on it. It was insane. Yeah, well, you're preaching the choir here. When I did the Disgaea D2 review, like, I can't read numbers on this TV. It's just, I'm like, what is that? Is that an 8 or a 4? And like, a I think I'm winning. I don't know. It's like, you can't read numbers or yeah. sometimes a text. So I'm going to be sad, but I'm going to try it because I got to get. Oh. Lightning Returns is probably one of the only games this year I will buy new. You said it here right now. I'll break my policy. Wow. Lightning Returns. Wow. Right. I'll have to contact Square. Only because Tim is the one who's reviewing it, so I'm sad. Tim got dibs on to review it, so I'm, I'm sad uh -huh. Keanu on that. So I'll, to... I'll ask them if you can re um, review Criminal Girls. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Actually, um, if we're, we're all done with what games we've been playing, yeah, guys, um, I think, so... Um... We can uh, actually transition there about review. And speaking of reviews, um, we got uh, Assassin's Creed Four review coming up. I'm actually going to be handling that. But um, we also uh, hopefully we'll be going to tackle all the big games here at um, PSU.com. We're actually in the process of um, discussing internally uh, PS4 games and stuff, and what, who's going to be doing what. And the good news is a lot of the, some of the stuff are getting the PS1 on launch day, including yours truly. Um, Thank God we're getting a PS1, but we'll be buying a PS4. Did I say PS1? <laughs> you did. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, great. I'm so glad we got this in the podcast. Yes, uh, I'm actually um, 18 years behind everyone now. I'm living in a time warp. Yeah, PS4 <laughs> on day one. Yes. <laughs> PS4 on day one. Yeah, so I'm um, including yours truly. Um, actually, who's actually getting one here on day one? Because I know, obviously, some on the staff, but I don't know if you guys are, are you? Day one here. Yes, okay. I'm getting one, yeah. I will get day one in Japan, actually, possibly. Because uh, I'll be in Korea, most likely, for it, and that's when Yakuza Ishin comes out. So I'm thinking I will buy a PS4 in Korea when Ishin's released. 
and consider it my day one. Excellent. That's good news, guys. Okay. Um. Well, we're going to wrap things up now. Actually. Um. Uh. You know. Actually, we could probably extend things a bit. Um. Maybe for another podcast because we seem to be a little bit shorter in time. But doesn't matter. I like a nice, short, concise podcast. Before we go though, or get on with closing, we've got um actually uh, an email which is a rarity these days, from our super fan, Alfonso Boxil. Um, I hope I pronounced your name right, bro. Um, just uh, first of all, mate, it's good to hear from you again. Thank you for supporting us. Um, you've been one of our most loyal supporters, um, so it's great to continue to get emails from you. Anyway, Fonz um, has a question for us, guys. Um, and I said I read his stuff out on the podcast, so here we go. He says, uh, when it comes to the podcast, I know you guys are on a short time. Instead of, um, instead of reading emails, have you guys ever consider, considered having people call in so they can ask you questions or do shout-outs? That's a very good question, Fonz. Um, I'm not the technically-minded guy when it comes to a uh, podcast, um, so I'm not really sure how that would work. I mean, I guess, off the top of my head, I guess a podcast would have to be live and we could get people to call in because we have, uh, God, I think maybe 18 months ago or something when around, around the time it first started, we flirted with the idea of doing something like that, but it never came into fruition. Um, uh, Richard, I mean, I, I mean, you edit the podcast. Are you any, do you, have you got anything to add on this? Any idea how it could possibly work or anyone for that matter? I have uh, an idea, actually. Uh, uh, if, uh, if you, do, if you uh, don't mind, Richard, or do you no, want to no, take us first? Go please go, no, ahead, go for it. Because um, we technically, we, we're not actually a radio station, so we don't have a phone that someone can call, but we could just yeah. say on the Twitter, we're starting the podcast now. If you have any questions, questions while we do it yeah. live, just tweet yeah. us as we do it. Ah, that's a bloody good idea, that is, yes. That is a bloody good idea. Um, does anyone else have anything to add on that? Richard, you were going to speak, or is that pretty much what you were yeah, going to say? Yeah, well, I, my idea would be um, the, the community could certainly get involved by sending us recordings of reviews, their thoughts on certain things, and um, those that were acceptable enough quality could easily be put into the podcast so we could open it up to the community that way. I like Dane's idea as well, of just putting put a Twitter shout out um, and getting people lined up on Skype who want to come on. I think that's, that's, both that's what good. I was about to say, Richard. We yeah. could add people on Skype and then when we do this section, we could add them to the call. Those yeah, are all excellent work, ideas. Work easy. Yeah, so there you go, Fonz. We have three different suggestions from three other people there. In fact, those are bloody good ideas, guys, and that's a good question, Fonz. So, that's um, actually that's something I think we should definitely um, bring up at some point. I'll make sure I talk to Stephen about that or whoever next time. So that's um, yeah, that would be really really cool if we could implement that. Um, Sally, that is all the emails we have. I wish we could get some more, but there we go. Thank you again, Fonz. Hope you're doing well, mate. Keep playing games and keep supporting us because we love you. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Um, I did ask before we started recording if you've got any shout outs to do I can't actually remember what you I'm pretty sure most of you said no but it, does anyone have anything else to say at all oh yeah, I just had a shout out but you go ahead first Chili no you go first Dane sorry okay. Dane go for it uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been following the trophy competition that I've been running and I apologize for the lack of an update for the past little while uh, everyone who's been following knows there is like a month long round because I was in Japan and moving back to Canada and nothing uh-huh. has been posted yet because I've been busy doing real world stuff with finding a job. So I apologize for that delay. It will be up sometime soon, I hope. And to Super Gaz uh, from the forums, this is your shout out for good job during round three. He posted a comment about how I didn't give him enough love in the round three uh, commentary. So this is your, uh, this is the love for you right now. Very good job, and see if you can beat Tim 
our very own Tim Noons, U.S. editor for the for the trophy. Excellent. Thank you for that, Dane. And Ben, what, uh, Richard, I believe you, you don't have anything to say, do you? We discussed that earlier. No, no, I'm busy now, mates. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. Uh, okay, Ben, um, uh, what was your um, shout-out or whatever, man? To be honest, just the usual shout-outs. I want to say hi to Crimson. The stream last night was a lot of fun, and hope you have a good day, but, you know, shout out and chin we miss you so much and we hope you could get on here next time yes he was meant to be on today wasn't he or we were hoping for him to get him on to, for this podcast uh, he was supposed to be able to make it today but he yeah. wasn't able to sadly due to plans but yeah. um, okay. I hope we can have him in the future and we look okay. forward to definitely yeah. well That's... hi chin um, you know I'm Mike <laughs> I heard a lot about yeah. you I can't wait to get you on the podcast man you sound like a right laugh so take care man <laughs> and enjoy MCM if you're listening to this Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's an avid listener. <laughs> um, well, guys, that's the end of episode 12. Um, it's been a blast again. And Ben, it's always good to have you on board, mate. You're my partner in crime as far as the UK uh, podcast goes. You know that by now, I'm sure. You're greatly appreciated. Um, Dane, um, I can't remember the last time I spoke to you on a podcast, so um, it's been great having you on again. And Richard, always enjoy talking to you, mate. And it's been great to have you on as well. Like you said, it's been um, been quite a while. So, um uh, hopefully we can, um, if it suits you, we can do more recordings on Saturday so we can get you on more because that'd be great. Yes, yes, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed yeah, and, it. And, and no problem. And also, this is from here. Um, thank you for editing the podcast as well because you put it together <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, you, you, you make okay. people be able to put up with my voice, so you do an amazing job. <laughs> oh, sure. Three years for King Richard. <laughs> yeah. Hooray! 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 Jolly good show. Okay, guys, that's um, it for episode 12 of PlayStation Unchained. Um, notice I didn't say derailed, I said Unchained, because <laughs> I believe I got the name wrong in sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... Oh, and I forgot to say, thank God, for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been great fun again, guys. We appreciate you all for listening, and we hope you tune in again next week. Um, I'm, as far as I'm aware, it should be the US um, podcast next week. Am I right with that, guys? Yeah. No idea. Okay, should well, be... um, yeah, I'm saying it now. I'm saying it now. It will be the US podcast. <laughs> if it's, if it's, if it's not Kyle, then it's going to be me hosting it. So oh, okay, one oh, of us will do it. Sorry, and um, again, um, if you want to contact us, um, email us at the general, um, anything general, and you'll get a reply hopefully quite soon at podcast at psu.com, guys. Um, also, check out the main page, psu.com, guys. We cover everything features, news, reviews, you know, going to be stuffed. Um, we're going to be really pumping things out considerably for the um, arrival of PS4. Uh, however, if you want to get a little bit more, what's the word? What should I say? intimate with our staff members you can contact, oh my. You can contact Ben on Twitter at Chili underscore UK you can contact Dane Smith at at the Sombra Files L-A S-O-M-B-R-A F-I-L-E-S um, Richard you have Twitter don't you? Yes I'm at Skaggy Poet all one word excellent very good this is um, this has been episode 12 I'm your host Mike Harridan thank you Ben Dane and Richard, we hope for you guys to tune in again next week. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Later. Cheers. Cheers.